Finding a smile for the nurse who never seemed to lose her humour. How are we? She began checking his pulse. We are just fine, he said, mightily impressed by the blinding whiteness of her starched pinafore apron that contrasted with the navy black uniform beneath. Both provided a monochrome backdrop for her hair, painted from a fiery palette. Nancy wore her nurse's hat as far back as she dared, and ringlets of golden flame curls escaped. She wouldn't turn heads, but he defied anyone not to find her attractive. Her perkiness was seductive. It shone through even while she counted, looking at her fob watch with its upside-down face. You certainly look fine, she finally said, and may I say, very handsome too, in spite of that beard. She winked. He rubbed his jaw, still refusing to remove the unruly growth that had emerged dark and ungrayed. Perhaps someone might recognise you if you shaved, Nancy said archly, plumping his pillows. Are you going to get dressed? Is there any point? he said, mimicking her cheery tone. She gave him a play slap. Yes, Mr. Jones. For a start, I'd love to know your real name. You certainly don't sound like you belong here. Where do I belong? he asked, standing for her so she could arrange his bedclothes. He strolled to the window, trying to disguise the way the slipper on his left foot dragged on the lino like a soft sigh. Oh, some posh place down south, I suspect, she answered. He pondered this. Maybe I'm a great actor. I'd have recognised you. She shook her head, frowning. I think you are a solicitor or a banker, she said. I'd definitely go on a date with you then. Did I ask you out? He said, swinging around, embarrassed. He fiddled with retying his dressing gown. No, but I'm waiting for an invitation now that you can walk and we're finally in peacetime. She gave him another knowing glance. Peacetime. It was meaningless to him. Uh, what's the date, Nan? Uh, November 19th, although you won't be the first to ask that today, I'm sure. I think the whole country is still in a state of hangover. She laughed shaking her head. I keep pinching myself, it's over. Four years. She sighed, snapped her fingers, and over just like that. What was it all about? He was the wrong person to ask. He turned to gaze back into the well-kept grounds of the hospital. He'd been told that glorious shows of flowers had once adorned the front entrance, but the garden beds had served as vegetable plots for the past few years. Next spring, bright petals would erase that patch of history as they burst into bloom once again. He was in a wing they dubbed the sanatorium, a remote part of the hospital that had been enjoyable when there were four of them, but his three companions had been claimed, returned to their families, and now the sanatorium's distant location only heightened his isolation. Another small garden outside was still ringed by barren, thorny rosebushes. The lawn looked crispy with frost, and he saw a robin perched on a near-naked bush 
where it had found space amongst the burnished orange of rose hips and was warbling his melodious tune. He presumed the songster was male from the U-shape of the olive-brown forehead. How do I know that? he thought. The robin looked as lonely as he felt, and its tune, reaching him through the glass, sounded as plaintive as his mood. He understood, knowing this bird liked the quiet as much as he did. Right, Jonesy, I'll be back shortly. Will you have showered by then? Definitely. I'd hate to disappoint you. She squeezed his arm. If only all patients were as easy as you. You're welcome to stay forever. Her words chilled him. He knew she meant them kindly, but he revolted at the jest. You're one of the lucky ones, she added. You see that pretty woman there? She nodded beyond the window, and he saw a dark-haired woman.